Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. I feel today I have healed my gut. I feel like I barely have food sensitivities. Um, I feel like I fully digest my nutrients. I feel incredibly healthy in so many ways, but it took a long time to get here. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. My name is Fallon Morningstar, and I'm still filling in for health coach Ev as he prepares to get his troublesome wisdom tooth removed. In this episode, Ev talks to Luna Hart. Luna's journey to health and wellness began at the age of 20 in 1999. She decided to do something different and make an incredible change from what she knew growing up. She began to change the way she approached her health. She took the time to actually understand her body. What does it like and what are my sensitivities? These were just a few of the questions she was asking herself. Then she began to cleanse and rebalance her body. She eliminated processed sugars, foods, and carbohydrates from her diet. She found healing with whole foods. This was a journey and she realized she had a lot to heal. How did Luna go from having a constant supply of her own personal antibiotics as a kid to having vibrant health in her 40s? You'll just have to listen to find out. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey there, Luna. Thank you so much for being uh, here with us tonight. Thank you, Evan. It's a true honor. Cool. Well, I love talking to my FDNs and we always start this podcast off in the same way because most of us, I I think almost universally can relate to this. And what I'm referring to is we're going to talk a little bit about maybe your health story and the things that you've gone through because again, no one really gets into this work by accident. So to the degree that you're comfortable, I would love to hear about some of the health issues that you've went through. And when did they start? Were you someone, you know, dealing with health issues as a kid? Was it not till teenage years or adult years? Um, Take us back and tell us where it all started. Yeah. So thank you so much for the opportunity to tell my story. I honestly just started telling my whole health story about two years ago, and mostly because I didn't want to hurt the feelings of some of my family members. Um, So I do need to just start with a little disclaimer and just say that, you know, in general, my family, um, my stepdad, my mom did the best that they could um, with the knowledge that they were given at the time. And by no means... um, By me sharing this story, do I ever want to place any shame or blame on them? But I do feel I just came to this place that I felt that the story needed to be told because I feel like in many ways we can celebrate how far we've come with the natural medicines and alternative medicines. Um, And, you know... In many ways, I feel like the story can also support and help others um, who maybe have something similar in their in their past. So, um, yeah, just to start off with that and just to dive right in is when I was really young, I had chronic strep throat and a lot of us did. And I would be that kid who had strep throat like two, three, four times a winter. And it just happened every winter. And I remember it just came to this point that I went to the doctors um, and they told me, listen, next time you get strep throat, we are going to take your tonsils out. 
And uh, at the time, I had my little inner intuition, child intuition, knew that I didn't want that to happen. And I remember going to my stepdad, who's a pharmacist, and I just said, please, please don't let them take my tonsils out. And he looked at me and he's like, I'm not going to let them take your tonsils out. And so I didn't really know in that moment what that meant. Um, But from that younger age, which I, it's hard for me to remember exactly, I would say late elementary, early middle school, to all the way through high school, um, what my stepdad did for me is he provided me with my own bottle of amoxicillin. And I had this bottle in my medicine cabinet in my bathroom, and I was able to just grab that bottle when I wanted to. I would take those antibiotics if I had a tickle in my throat, if I just felt like it, I would take it for however long and I would stop taking them, or maybe I would just take it for a day. Um, So it was my own little bottle of amoxicillin and I just had no idea and he had no idea what was happening. Um, When that bottle was done and gone, he would fill it. And that's how I made it through middle school and high school, never going back to the doctors ever again for strep throat. So next thing you know, I'm going to college and basically on the wishes of my my parents at the time. And I end up at college and of course I get um, strep throat and I remember calling them up and, hey, I, I have strep throat, you know, I don't have my my pills. And they're like, oh yeah, you're, you're kind of grown up now. You go to the doctors, you go to the clinic, you get more antibiotics. And I was like, okay. And just remember doing that. And, um, you know, college wasn't for me. Um, so I, you know, kind of bowed to my parents and just said, thank you, but I'm not going to waste your money. And I ended up traveling in a V-dub with a bunch of hippies and headed west. And of course, I end up in Colorado, top of the Rockies, and I get strep throat. And um, at the time, I was like had barely any money in my pocket. And I just remember... You know, I had, there was a bit of a rift with me and my family at that point. They, they weren't really stoked on what I was doing. And I had to figure something out. I had strep throat. I needed to get antibiotics, you know. And um, someone suggested, you know, why don't you go to check this, like, naturopath out, you know, down the street. And I said, okay, you know. So I actually walked. I didn't have a vehicle or anything. So I walked down, and I remember not even booking an appointment. I didn't even know what to do. And I just remember knocking on this door, and the naturopath was there. So I stepped in, and I told this woman my story. And at the end of it, I, you know, I asked her, I said, so what do you think? And she's like, well definitely no more antibiotics for strep throat. She's like, you need to stop, stop the antibiotics for strep throat. And it was a complete changing point in my life. I had no idea that there was another way. And she literally gave me these giant bottles of herbs and tinctures and some remedies and sent me home and just told me to take literally as much as I could. And I did. And I had a huge healing reaction. Um, But it was literally the last time I had strep throat. And this was like late, I was like 18 years old going on 19. So I was pretty young. Um, But as you can imagine, at that point was 
just the beginning. The just the beginning of an incredibly long healing journey that um, really I consider my healing journey to be over two decades at this point. And um, yeah, I just feel like in places where most women were like, you know, having babies and getting married, I was actually just trying to figure out how to live. And um, so, yeah, I'll pause there. But um, that was uh, kind of the root of it. Of course, like from there, I went into all the different things um, and have all the different things that I did to heal my body. But I think that is my greatest uh, health story that I can actually say that I really feel today. I'm 41 now. I feel today I have healed my gut. I feel like I barely have food sensitivities. Um, I feel like I fully digest my nutrients. I feel incredibly healthy in so many ways, but it took a long time to get here. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that is <laughs> pretty scary to hear about the personal bottle of amoxicillin. And I appreciate you sharing being 41 because I was trying to do the math because I'm like, what time period was this that anyone would allow this? And I'm guessing, I mean, what did you say you were doing this teenage years? So what, this was like 25, 26 years ago that, that you had that personal bottle, I guess, right? No, that was when I was young. So from like late middle school all through high school, I stopped taking antibiotics at age 18. Okay, got it. But my point being is like, you know, we even right now, Thankfully, Western medicine is catching on to the fact that like, yes, we cannot over prescribe these things anymore. And we cannot just give this out anytime someone has a sore throat. But there was a time where these were believed to be miracle drugs. And actually, in a way, they really are. But they were believed to be only miracle drugs without side effects and without, you know, damaging things like, oh, you can just keep taking them. And now we know, yeah, that really messes up the gut. I find it super inspiring that you talk about, you know, believing that you've really been able to heal the gut and address the food sensitivities, because not that I would ever give up. But one thing that's always bothered me is I was on 20 courses of antibiotics. So not as bad as you, I certainly didn't have a personal bottle, but 20 courses before about the age of 18, 19, some lasting a month at a time. And you know what, Luna, like, you know, this, no one knows the long-term effects of that. Like, we don't have studies on what happens when you give someone a personal bottle like that as a kid. Like, I always wonder, like, is it even possible uh, to get my gut back to full health? And I mean, I feel pretty good. So it's not like I'm skeptical of that, but it is empowering to hear from someone like you say, yeah, you know, I do believe that I've kind of gotten to that point and I'm sure it took a lot of work. Um, Now, let's continue the part from the naturopath because you said, you know, that kind of started this journey of healing other things. Like, we were, we talked about the step strep throat, but was there other health symptoms going on throughout those teenage years and like young adulthood? Like what was the other things that needed to be addressed and healed? Yeah. So right out of the gate, I definitely went um, intuitively just for eliminating sugar in my diet. And um, yeah, just to try to figure, I had so many symptoms at that early point. Although, you know, I was lethargic and skin issues and, you know, just sluggish and brain fog, all that. And uh, yeah, the first thing I did was eliminate sugar. So I, I barely had sugar in the last two decades. And um, at the time, you know, being 2021, I actually put myself on a no sugar diet for three years. And I 
actually, and I don't recommend it, but at the time I didn't even eat fruit sugar because I just felt so sensitive. And um, it was the thing that made it, I could tell it worked. Like I could tell there was a response to me eating those foods. Obviously there was a dysbiosis in my gut. Um, but then from there, of course, I did some more traveling and, um, you know, I had the classic array of parasites that I um, decided to take on. Um, yeah, I've, I've had like, you know, Ascaris, Blastocystis hominis, and I have had Giardia three times. So healing from that was huge. Um, and, you know... As you know, I definitely had like, I started to get to a place where I was starting to be diagnosed with a couple of things that they're like, you're going to have that for the rest of your life. Like I had um, blepharitis, it's a swelling of the eyelids. And I had it so bad that it was hard to see. Like my eyelids were like swollen and you just could see a little piece of my eye. And I had rosacea and cystic acne. And then at age 21, I actually lost my menstrual cycle for seven years. And this was just due to how sick I was. It wasn't because I was, you know, underweight or overexercising. I lost my menstrual cycle because my liver was overtoxic. Like things were piled up. I was so ill. And um, so, yeah, I just found myself, um, you know, at a place of just needing to like completely devote, completely devote like so much energy to healing my body. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it just, it took longer than I hope for other people, but you know, it was a process. <laughs> well, yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, you were, you know, so new to it and didn't really come from a background with it. So there was a lot of trial and error, it sounds like, right? Like just trying different things. I think it was really smart that you did the no sugar thing, even though that was probably incredibly tough. Um, that was one of the first things I ever did as well. And yeah, I mean, if you do that even for 30 days, like you can tell you're going in the right direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's um, very motivating to do that. Now, I'm curious, I mean, because seven years without a menstrual cycle too, like when did this go from something that, you know, you had this initial curiosity with going to the nature path to something where you're like, all right, I've overcome this enough that I want to go do this as a career or was the decision for the career before the actual healing? Like, when do we transition into that? Well, I actually hopped right into healing arts. Um, yeah, I was actually a massage therapist age um, 20. And then I um, went it after my hands gave out. So I did work. I, I focused on work too. Um, but I was, you know, in the healing arts, I did cranial sacral. Um, and then I got into uh, catering and catering for, I had a couple clients that had cancer. And then I... Um, went into health coaching after that and then found FDN, which just put the icing on the cake for sure. Awesome. You remind me, I, I don't think she ever listens to these podcasts, I'll be honest, but you remind me so much of my Aunt Mel. It's pretty cool. Um, she was definitely like a free spirit. I loved when you brought up like, you know, the college thing wasn't for you. It wasn't for me either. And my Aunt Mel just, you know, she went to Colorado. She did the whole thing. She climbed almost all of the, um, what do they have? Like the, the high peaks out there, the 1400s, those uh, high peaks. She did almost... 
Yeah, she did almost all of those before she was uh, 30 years old. And then she got into massage therapy. It's just it's really cool. So I love the um, connections there. Now, what was it that got you into FDN in terms of like, where did you find it? Did you hear about it on a podcast or did you know someone who did it? What led you to the course? Yeah, so I what was it? 2008, I went to IIN in New York City, actually, physically at the there and um, did that training. Um, I really wanted to be a health coach. I wasn't super like happy with what I got because I was so self studied. (laughs) When going through their training, you know, I was kind of looking for more. I was just I was like, God, I know all this. (laughs) Um, But um, so I had a health coaching kind of back burner business for so long and and people knew me and came to me to detox actually. I lived I actually ended up living on 140 acres in Northern California by myself and did a lot of my healing work and invited people to stay with me for a week long time to do a chakra, seven day chakra cleanse. And people would come and stay with me and I would do these detoxes at the time. And I just had this little, like I was known as a health coach, but not really doing too much with it. And my girlfriend, she told me about FDN and told me like what FDN was and what we were being trained in and all the functional lab work. And I just was like, no way. <laughs> and I think it was Justine um, that I like, I think I emailed her like 10 times. And I was like, are you sure this is a thing? And um, yeah, I was, it was exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for more. And, um, and that's really what I got with FDM. That's so cool. Um, I got it. I cannot ignore this comment. 140 acres in Northern California by yourself. How the heck did you swing that? 10 years. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> yeah um it was it was amazing um i'll never forget like i got this really sweet guidance from my cranial sacral teacher he was doing a session on me and i was just not well and he's like there's nothing wrong with you but you do need to go to the woods and you need need to be quiet and i was like okay and then next thing you know um <laughs> i got this offer i got this offer to stay on in this little cabin out in the woods and yeah it was an unbelievable calling and i felt really grateful cuz i just started to grow food and move slow and have a little health coaching business um by all means i wasn't like making you know, it was just like that simple life and moving slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it brought so much healing to myself. It's definitely where I got my menstruation back. Um, it's definitely where I sealed the deal on a lot of my healing. But, you know, I also, you know, had some healing experiences happen there. I actually, um, the little cabin I moved into had mold. And as we all know, (laughs) how intense that is, um, it was definitely kind of like another blip in the healing journey. Um, Thank God the landlord was into like, you know, cleaning it up. So we actually cleaned it out and we got hardwood floors and it was a 600 foot foot square house, little cabin. And yeah, I ended up living there for 10 years and I, I do feel like it became this healthy oasis for me eventually. 
That's so cool. And I'm glad that the mold got addressed because that's almost like the ultimate irony, right? You're living in freaking paradise and you think it'd be the ultimate place to heal. But something as small as that, yeah, that can put a huge uh, or I should say seemingly small as that because it's definitely not small, um, could put a huge hindrance in things. So that's glad or I'm glad that that got worked out. And that sounds like an incredible um, experience. All right. Now, I couldn't ignore that comment. I had to go there. But back to the FDN course, when you are going through the FDN program and you're running the labs and stuff, it sounds like you probably still were learning plenty about like your own body and maybe even some healing opportunities. So do you recall anything from the FDN course that like really stood out where you're like, wow, I had no idea that was going on, whether it was like hormones or gut stuff or food sensitivities or, or whatever. I'm just curious if anything sticks out. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, even though I was getting to this place of like, feeling a whole lot better, there was still some lingering stuff. So I was really excited to test myself and see what I could find. Um, and I would say I, you know, I did find some really good things. And I would say also by the time I came to FDN, I cleared out a lot of things, you know, it's been a long journey. Um, but yeah, I, um, a couple of like highlights I would say were um, using the hair tissue mineral analysis. I knew about minerals, but like now I know about minerals and I just working with the minerals is incredible. And I feel like it's so simple and it creates such a change and a shift. So I really got to understand more about myself and to really replenish the minerals I was lacking. Um, And um, definitely, uh, you know, I was surprised on, you know, the Dutch and the GI maps, not so much really kind of stood out strong, but on the organic acids test, um, I kind of, there was an elephant in the room and I had this huge clostridia overgrowth and working with that really helped um, kind of clear out some of my symptoms, um, some of my more severe symptoms that I was still kind of working with, so... Okay, this is cool. So you went way above and beyond just the normal labs. Like you ran a bunch of other stuff as well. I did. I kind of right out of the gate wanted to like learn the other labs. Like, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Okay, well, one of the things we always love to do is, you know, we don't get too technical on this podcast, not always at least. A lot of the times it's more story-based so that we can encourage people to actually – embark on these journeys themselves and give them hope. Um, And your story's awesome, but I always like to get a little golden nugget too. And no one's really talked about HTMA yet. So if we may, I'd love to hear about maybe you said that you were, I think, lacking in certain minerals. Like what were some of the things that you were lacking in? Do you recall specifics? Yeah, so I have a very slow oxidative profile, um, and that just is suggesting that my adrenals and thyroid and, you know, liver and colon, everything's a little sluggish and slow. Um, and that totally makes sense, you know, with, you know, just the way I hold on to toxins and hold on to anything, you could just tell that that really, really made sense and correlated with my experience of life. Um, So that profile really is um, when um, the calcium and magnesium is really, you know, 
on the on the thing. It could be the, you know that it's actually a loss, but they look high, and the sodium and the potassium are looking depleted. And for me, by um, definitely infusing my body with that sodium and potassium, I could feel um, not only a huge adrenal support, but this clarity of mind um, and energy kind of come back into my body and like those spark plugs were, you know, igniting and um, energy was flowing better for me. The other that great is so thing about, cool. Yeah, I was just going to say the other thing great about um, the hair tissue mineral analysis is that you can look at toxic heavy metals. And I have had an experience with heavy metals too. So I, I, and actually, you know, prior to the hair tissue mineral analysis, so it was great to like do a hair tissue mineral analysis and kind of be like, oh, I'm, I'm doing good. I don't have a lot of heavy metals, you know, that were presenting because I am a, a slow oxidizer. So I didn't have a lot of heavy metals presenting on my hair tissue mineral analysis. Ooh, what was the problem with the toxic metals the first time? What was going on there? Yeah, so I just had this weird, and this one is kind of one of my more recent, like this happened maybe like three, four, year, five years ago, um, that I had this rash on my lower lip, and it was a blistering. And at first, I was like, cold sores? Like, okay. And so I went, and I started to even like, I, none of the herbs were working. So I even tried pharmaceuticals for cold sores because I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is really bad. I couldn't, you know, do all the things, you know, I couldn't eat. I couldn't kiss my boyfriend, you know, all the important things. And um, so anyways, this rash was really driving me nuts. And it was interesting. I really get a lot of my, you know, healing guidance from just being quiet. And I sat quietly and I heard heavy metals and I was like, okay. So I actually sought out a practitioner. I'm like, I need a heavy metals test. <laughs> so he ran a test on me and, you know, there was only, it was a urine test, um, a urine challenge test with DMSA. And he only like a little bit came out, you know, I'm a slow oxidizer. So only a little bit came out. And um, but I still had this feeling I had this feeling that it was heavy metals. So I actually did a six month um, chelation with DMSA. Not that I would exactly recommend that to someone because it's very serious. And you should definitely be um, working with a practitioner and someone that you trust. Um, but I was that lip rash within the first chelation was gone and it never came back again. Um, and I, I just was so clear that whatever I was doing with that DMSA was definitely clearing out what I think was heavy metals. And yeah, it was a huge healing. So cool. I got to learn more about this. I feel like that's just, especially um, specifically the HTMA test is it's an easy win type of test. It looks like, cause I feel like almost everyone's going to have something to optimize on there and it's cheap compared to the other stuff we run. You know, it's not like these are always um, <laughs> hundred dollar labs, right? They can get up there a little bit. They're worth it, but they can certainly get up there. So I think I have plenty to learn there and uh, it's just one more, anecdote that makes me excited to do so. So, you know, you went through the course and this was, at what point did you do the course exactly? I completed in August of 2019. 
Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And how are you feeling now? Because I mean, you can tell a lot I've realized by doing this work for so long about how the person speaks and how they talk. And I mean, like you sound very good. You're very fluent with everything. Like obviously the brain's working well. So do you feel overall well nowadays? My health? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel great. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, there's a, it's, it's finally time for the doors to be open and yeah, I feel, um, so grateful to be of service to others at this point. I feel that I have completed so much so that I can be of service to others. Well, that transitions perfectly into my next question, because I think it is always important to talk about how this actually works for other people and clients, because it is amazing to share these stories with practitioners or about practitioners rather. But it's like, clearly, you're extremely dedicated to this. You know, it's like, well, can someone do this that is an accountant or an engineer or, you know, someone working in a school? It's like, yes, absolutely. There are practical ways to do that. And that's why we have coaches like you out there. Um, So one of my first questions is like, who is the ideal person you work with? Because I always think that's important for the audience to hear, like, who's the best person to come and work with Luna? Yeah, my clients are sensitive and they will come to me and they'll be like, I feel very sensitive, whether it be to food, the environment, to energy, to life. And um, they are just overburdened with their health challenges. And I provide them the support and the resources they need so they can really thrive and build that resiliency to be here in this modern day. Awesome. And when you've been working with clients in the past, is there any story that really sticks out to you? Because I think almost all of us, if we've been doing it long enough, have quite a few stories where it's just like people come to us, they're at the end of their rope, and we really just help them turn things around. Are there any stories like that that stick out? Absolutely. And I feel like I mean, I just so many stories. And I and like you said, I'm kind of like, my FDN doors started, you know, not too long ago. But um, yeah, what I'm, one that I would like to highlight is a client who's my greatest cheerleader. She's brought me so many other clients. She's just, I don't know, she can't stop talking about it, um, her healing, you know. And she, um, it was very simple, but very deep for her. And we just, uh, we ran a Dutch and a GI Maps. And she had a really bad H. pylori um, infection with some virulence factors. And she feels like she's had it for a really long time. She is a very thin woman and she felt like she could not absorb her nutrition and she could not gain weight and she did not have energy and she just was not feeling good. And, you know, within 30 days of working together, she was literally like calling me and emailing me like, testimonial after testimonial. And uh, yeah, so she really feels like just working with that, you know, and of course, many other things that we found, um, it just changed her life. And she considers herself feeling better than she did in her early 20s. (laughs) That is impressive and always very fun to hear things like that. Um, I know there's a lot of there's some back and forth with the H. pylori thing. I hear people talk about if the infections 
quote unquote, low enough on these tests, you know, some people won't even address it, especially if the person doesn't seem to be symptomatic. But when you have the virulence factors um, and you have like a clear correlation, I've been in that boat myself. I had the virulence factors. I probably had H. pylori for years uh, without knowing it. So definitely something to address. Now, I'm just curious because 30 days is pretty fast. Are you someone that like, do you take the Matula T route or do you do something else typically with H. pylori or is it kind of individualized to the person? Yeah, she did the Matula T um, and and um, we did do some mastic gum in addition just to really kind of support it. Of course, we did some other things along with it, but um, she also did the whole retesting. She retested it 60 days later and it was completely cleared. Um, so that was just, you know, great confirmation for her. And not only did the test results say that, you know, it was cleared, but her feeling, she was just, she felt like something cleared from her body. So nice. Well, yeah, that's always the clearest indicator if you ask me. And I like that you throw the mastic gum in just to kind of dot the I's and cross the T's, you know, I had a funny story with this where I tested for the first time several years back and saw it. And, you know, especially with the virulence factors, like we talked about, I probably would have done the Matula T anyway. I'm someone like you who I'm just all in with this stuff. I want to know everything I can. I want to do it correctly. And, you know, I did that Matula T then. And then I started and she listens to this. So this is a funny story that we share now. Um, My girlfriend Fallon and I, she was basically a client before we started talking to each other in that way. And so we ran a GI map together. And it had H. pylori. Now, I know how bad like H. pylori affects me. It definitely um, causes some skin issues. And so very shortly after we started dating, I kind of started to get some of it's like um, I used to have really bad acne and I'd get these skin lesions like under the chin or whatever. And I hadn't mm-hmm. had those in forever. And within a month, I started kind of getting them back. So it could have totally been in my head or you know, maybe it really was that because they went away the first time I addressed H. pylori. So it was kind of the least romantic thing ever. But now, you know, we just joke about it because we're nerds. We ended up doing the H, uh, the Matula T together um, because I knew like, all right, well, you're going to have to address it anyway. I'm going to have to address it now too. So um, that was a fun thing to be able to do for a while. But that stuff is amazing because I both times I did it and when Fallon did it as well, we're not having like die off symptoms. There's you know nothing bad going on. And I'm someone that would probably make a great client of yours. I'm very sensitive. I can't even take, well, last time I checked, a few drops of biocidin each day without reacting, right? And mm-hmm. the Matula tea, I think it's worth the price because it clearly knocks it out and um, it works very well and it's gentle. And I think, you know, by day like 15, you kind of get in the habit of it. <laughs> you know, it's like a yeah. routine thing. I don't know. Have you ever had to use it yourself? I haven't, but I do like that it's a tea. I feel like, you know, giving people so many capsules, especially when they're sensitive, I just, you know, sometimes, yeah, something like a tea is just a great addition to a protocol. And yeah, I'm pretty much sold on it. I think it really works. Yeah. Absolutely. So I got two more questions for you, Luna, as we wrap up. Um, One's just kind of a fun one. I don't always ask this, but I, I find your journey extremely interesting. And I feel like, Again, you do give that free spirit vibe. So I think there's just so much for you to do in the future. I'm curious, like what does the future hold for Luna? Like where do you want to take this? Are you just someone who, you know, wants to continue this practice? Or I feel like you're going to be in the health space probably forever, considering how long you've been involved in it one way or another. So I'm curious what the next five to 10 years holds for you. (laughs) 
Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like this um, deep commitment to to this work um, has been um, just like I'm just opening the doors and as a sensitive introvert, you know, doing social media and newsletters and all of that has been something that I've really had to like step into getting on this interview with you. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I don't, I don't know, you know, like, I feel like I am in this prime spot where I am actually like, wow, I, I feel so different and I feel ready to step out and assist and be present with people. Um, and I don't really know where it's going to take me, but I'm also very excited because I do feel very devoted to this work for some time to come. So That's good enough for me. I'm sure whichever direction it is, it's going to be interesting. And I'm really glad that we were able to uh, get connected. So my final question, and it's my favorite one of the podcast, super simple, but it's nice to collect these and I'm going to put them all together in a podcast one day, maybe like once we have you know, 60 episodes or something like that. But anyway, the question is, and with a disclaimer, because as FDNs, I know we think about bio-individuality and it's kind of hard to blanket statement these things. So you're just humoring me for a second. It's a free excuse to cheat. If Luna had a magic wand and you could get every single person in this world to engage in one habit to support their health, or you could get everyone to stop doing one thing for their health. What is the thing you would get everyone to do or stop doing? <laughs> That's a, a great question, Evan. Um, yeah, just one, huh? Just one thing? Just one thing, yes. <laughs> I'll allow two if you can't resist. <laughs> Um, I would say, you know, I would get people to get out into nature, to take off their shoes and to move slow. And I think that's one thing. Well, getting out and connected with nature is definitely one thing we can all do a lot more of in today's world. Evan and I have tried our best to frequent the beach since we've spent a lot of time in Florida this winter and we hiked and camped during the summer. We are always looking for fun ways to get outside. It can be as simple as just taking your laptop out on the porch to do some work. That'll wrap up another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this information shared today, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. My name is Fallon Morningstar, filling in for Health Coach Ev, and we were talking to the one and only Luna Hart. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the FDN Thrive Podcast. If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help. Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to FDNThrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's FDNThrive.com.